Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, and this is BBQ Big Brother Quarantine. With me as always, it's Jade. Hey guys, what's up? All right, here we are. It is one last time here to talk about the season finale, season 22 as a whole, and our whole Big Brother experience. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm so excited, and I can't believe that it's actually, you know, over now. Yeah, me either. Uh, but here we are. Uh, first off, I just want to say sorry that uh, our coverage was a little spread out. We had a, I just checked and we had a, a episode up when it was the final six back on October 8th. And then it took us till, well, I was recording this yesterday uh, to get out the last two episodes. So hopefully you did have a chance to listen to those. We were able to keep up with it most of the season, but then with uh, family visiting and Halloween month and all the photography I was doing and, you know, Nez had his 31 Days of Horror. I, I wish we had been able to jump on that more, but we really were going like nonstop for the month of October there. Yeah, I know. We had lots of work between the two of us. Um and then, yeah, like tons of like personal things going on, including watching stuff like Big Brother. So it was just, we were, we were running. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And on top of that too, uh, Amazing Race came back and we started our pod for that, uh, which will be the new pod going forward now that we've reached the end of uh, the Big Brother Road for this season. But uh, we got Amazing Race. We got one episode up. We got uh, episodes two and three to catch up on. Episode four is uh, a couple days from now, from when we're recording this, so rolling right along. But uh, I think that one will be even more compact. We had to have a, a little bit of an extended episode to explain ourselves about race, but uh, it's unlike Big Brother where we're talking about hours and hours and a week of the show. It's uh, one show, so uh, should be even easier to keep up on. Yeah, yeah, there's only one episode, there's no live feeds, any extra stuff like that. And uh, yeah, so it should be a lot... A lot um, smoother, I guess. Yeah, I would say so. All right, well, let's get into the season finale of Big Brother season twenty-two, All Stars two. The second only the second time they've done All Stars, and it'll probably be a, a long time before they do it again. Uh, I'll definitely reimagine how they do it because, for the most part. They were just too good, and the season went too much according to plan. Uh, as experienced players, too, there was no room for uh, romance showmance, which is almost a guarantee in almost every other season. It just happens, you know. Uh, with somebody, it just always does, you know, usually multiple people, but uh, not this time, and not too many surprises overall in the season, but uh, that didn't take away from actually the enjoyment looking back. Uh, we've had a few days now since the season finale ended, and I've I've had the season on repeat and replaying some moments and thinking about how we covered it, and looking at it a second time and letting episodes run together, you can kind of see, sure, like things 
kind of went in order and there wasn't that much shock, but, uh, you know, it was good gameplay. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, you could say that the season, yeah, was kind of like eh on paper in terms of surprises. It did kind of go according to plan, like you said. But, um, you know, s- still, like, I'm still happy that, you know, we did the show for us and, you know, you guys listening and just for, you know, the sake of recording and getting to watch it because, you know, our whole journey, which you guys know plenty of right now, we say it a lot um just how we were able to record this in time having watched all you know 22 seasons now now that this one has done and that's just crazy in itself um i i think it's i think it's super cool you know that we have this season that we're we're now fit well almost almost done talking about that is an all-star season and you know this is the second one out of 22 so, you know, besides the other, so the, the two all-star seasons plus 20 other seasons of just, you know, rookies and stuff like that, you know, this has only happened second time. So I think it's really cool that we yeah. got to do this one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing we mentioned too along the way as we recorded was uh, somewhere around midway through or maybe a month into the season, we mentioned the whole idea of things they could change you know obviously diversity is something they probably really want to address after especially uh, last season season 21 and the way that rolled out but um, I think another thing is the fact that the house the bones of it the shape of it is have been the same since Janelle and Kaser's first season, yeah. and that was before All Stars won. That was season six right. when they first played. That's since the house has been in the, this state since then, and it changed twice in the first five years before that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, in terms of like list listing of things that need to be changed, that's definitely one of them. I do think it needs a little little upgrade um here and there along with you know a a thousand percent on top you know diversity and then um another thing that definitely could be improved is the mic packs that they have on because um i've read like little things here and there from past house guests and you know kind of just hearing on live feeds and stuff like that they can be a hassle and having to press the button that says please don't obstruct your microphone or something like that and it's just like you have the money to do all this other stuff with your show you have the money to put towards different like mic little thingies that you know other people have like in other shows like i know your your example is the nba players yeah they have them and i'm like i i'm i know that these companies are different and stuff like that but you still got you still earn a lot of money like this is literally a game show where you're giving people thousands of dollars right so you have it exactly better your show like (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so hopefully we see some of that uh it'll be interesting either way that uh, next season almost for surely will be all new, all fresh. I highly doubt there'll be any returners, especially after an all-star season. Yeah, no, I doubt it. I think um, it'll definitely be like all like new people and just a new, fresh, 
I don't know if it'll be a new fresh take, but it'll just feel different. Yeah, I mean, I guess just just for, you know, thinking back and, you know, uh, in interest of this conversation, after the first All-Stars, their little twist for that season was, it was, I can't remember if it was three or four, it was at least three people were in the house that had existing relationships with people that were going to all enter together. And obviously the main one that is a focus because of how far they went to the end together, uh, Evil, he was up in the head of household room and then Danny came in and then they all introduced themselves and then the twist was they brought down the three players. One of them, there was uh, like a, yeah, I think the, the other two, just flat out were exes so and then it was the the father-daughter duo that hadn't spoken two years so that was the twist so they could do something like that you know they could but my point is i don't expect to see like david return or even like brett or somebody like that i just don't expect a returner this next year yeah, no, and I think it's, I think it might be better that way just to have all new people, um, especially after a season with all, you know, very, like, good players and, you know, they played the game before and they know this works. I think you want a new take. Yeah, exactly. On that note, you ready to uh, dig into this finale? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, uh, last time we recorded, they got down to the final three we talked all about the christmas eviction which led us to the final hoh challenge where it was a three-parter uh the first part always being endurance uh this time it was they were on ropes and they they've done this uh competition in the past most notably with ian on his season where he won uh where he was we i think we talked about this a little last episode where he was talking about how much that you know the the competition was was not really bothering him he he was spinning around talking about science of comets and uh shane was the last person up there with him i know we'd, we'd mentioned this before but yeah. and shane was like super struggling and and he was just talking about science and just hanging on it was that one and then they did it again last year with uh cliff nicole and holly doing it but it didn't last for anything as soon as cliff fell jackson told holly to to throw it to to fall off and 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 it could have gone longer but i mean if that was like a live feed thing like that must have finished pretty quick because i don't think cliff was up there that long Mm -hmm. so and that's all they were waiting for which they didn't even really need to like she could have dropped right away like instantly and let cliff and nicole battle and obviously nicole would have won right you know i just had the weirdest thought and i know this is kind of out there but i want to hear your take on it because you know it's it's, it can be fun so going back to that season real quick 
I was thinking, and I, I like thinking, like, different scenarios and different outcomes, because, you know, like, oh, like, what if, you know, like, it can be fun sometimes. Anyway, um, so, okay, obviously we know that Holly and, um, Jack, Jackson were, like, super tight, and they were, like, a couple or whatever at that point, and obviously, you know, it was pretty tight, but what do you think would have happened if Holly would have, like, not done like maybe okay yes it says that she was still with like jackson but she wasn't as tight with him like she like actually like turned against him maybe and like went with nicole and cliff do you think that would have been like better for her game in terms of winning yes yes i do think it would be better for her winning i think she had the competition wins and it would be the equivalent of getting out a big target you can definitely use that for you. The other shatter point for that season, uh, just thinking back to it as you were you were mentioning that, was the, the it's it's actually a huge mistake looking back on it. The fact that uh, uh, Cliff and Nicole and I actually put this more on Nicole um, that she didn't like uh, push this harder, but the uh, uh, keeping Tommy. Yeah, yeah, I know. That, that could have been so much for them. Yep. That really could have done so much for them. And I know that it's something that she like low key regrets taking the showman's to the final three, but uh, and like Tommy could have like done a lot for you. Yeah, he really could have. I don't know. That was that was definitely a miss. And like, that's the interesting thing about this game. Like, do you go with like oh like I said that I was gonna do this thing? Do you go with your loyalty or do you go with? what I'll like take you like I don't know it's it's it's, it's definitely different. yeah and that's, it was that's the choice that's the point of it yeah and it's weird because they played what they were thinking was the loyalty thing there which yeah. made Cliff think that insanely that Jackson would take him over Holly <laughs> and it was like yeah loyalty can get you far but that was a, a bit much to, yeah. to think like and cliff kept saying remember like oh yeah i shook his hand like i think he's the kind of guy that would do this and it was like no no he's not he's he's young and he's gonna take the girlfriend like yeah yeah exactly so uh, i almost wish we would have been able to see that season on the live feeds, though. Yeah. Just thinking of how, how much Cliff did Cliff Notes from inside right. and you the know Big Brother house, like, you know. Went in on that, like, zoomed in. Yeah. For the family <laughs> and stuff like that, yeah. Right. That must have been super fun, especially considering how much also, like, don't get me wrong, like, the season was fun to watch on the live feeds, but last season with Camp EB, it feels like they, like, had, like, fun other things that they did. Right, right. And plus, like... The majority of the cast was younger. They're more willing to do stuff. It's crazy that, like, it did happen a few times where they stayed up late, but it's like, it just always happened to be the nights where I didn't check in. It felt like every night that I checked in, like, it was not, nothing was happening. Or if I got up at, like, 4.30 in the morning, I would check and I was like, of course, everybody's asleep. And then I'd hear Cliff on certain ones we watched, they're like, Oh, I'm recording this right now. It's like uh, five in the morning, big brother time. That's West Coast time. And people are still up talking. And I was like, oh, like that would have been a cool to see, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, 
Long ways of coming back around to this competition. The I, I think we did cover a little, but I just want to cover it one more time here. The endurance, the swing around, it was uh, Halloween pumpkin themed, and they did this whole, almost positive, it's all coming back to me that we did speak about this before, but they did the like zombie effect where they were showed the the uh, gravestones and then they like appeared on top of the grave and they got up and zombied around for them. That was cool. I was glad they they played along and it was really cool. I remember they even used it for the uh, finale. Yeah, the intro for the finale. Yeah, it was really fun to see. <laughs> so, um, but in the end, yeah, like I said, we did cover this. So I'll just quickly one more time it uh, once it over. Uh, they go around, they get hit with paint, uh, Enzo falls off, then Cody keeps getting hung up on the, the middle object, which slams him hard into the wall, and Nicole figures out that she can just do a little lift and and fly right over it, and then she barely brushes the wall. So using that technique, she's actually shockingly able to win part one. Yeah, yeah, so she's the winner of part one. Which leads us, this is all new territory for the finale, the two-hour finale, where we got to see part two of the Head of Household. And this was Enzo versus Cody, of course. And this was Camera Hogs, is what it was called. And it was a take on a, on a, on a competition they've done before. The thing that comes to mind for me is it wasn't in the finale, or maybe it was, because now I'm getting thrown off, because now I, I do remember Paul and uh, Nicole and um, James all doing this where it was like uh, you put three people yeah on the roller coaster and then you send it down and then you press the button at the right time to take the picture and it was a take on that instead of that though you had all these like uh, piggies like and and you had to throw them to make them swing out of the way but there was like a good amount of them like seven maybe of them so there are a ton of them down a balance beam that was the only way to get them going and then it was a question on the screen like who were the first have-nots and you had to put the the who was that it was memphis was it Kevin? It was Memphis. It was Kevin. I think it was Nicole. Yeah, I remember because she was. Blue. Yeah. That first week. Because it was all the people who won the, the table thing, but then they didn't make their way across the beam. Yeah. Oh, Ian. Right. So it was Ian, Memphis, Kevin, and Nicole. Those are your week one have-nots because they almost won head of household, but instead they don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and it was Christmas was eligible, but she instead won the money. Right. Yeah. So um, it was. It was definitely felt like harder questions than even that, though. Like there were like specific numbers and stuff like that. Um, every time a new question came up that was asked, I was like, I don't even know. Like, that's like, that's like, I did, like, it feels like studying, but like school studying. So it's like, you have to like review everything in your head and just kind of, I feel like it's stuff that I would have to like really bring back in my head right now. Like, I know obviously I haven't done like the work that they have, but I was just like, 
oh my god, like, I would not remember. I'd be, like, guessing people and, like, putting people's, um, like, so you had to place the person or the people, say it was, like, three or four of, like, the hobnots, for example, you'd have to place them, um, in the picture frame and then move the piggies out of the way and place it right to where you and the people were in the picture without any piggies. And I'm like, oh my god, like, oh, it'd take me so long. Yeah, and then when it came to this competition, Cody versus Enzo, the big difference in the competition was two things. Obviously, yes, Cody's more athletic, but I'm not counting that. Uh, Two big errors on Enzo's part. One of them, he balanced down the beam and then would balance beam back. What Cody did was balance beam down, then dropped off and ran back up, which gave him plenty of more time with maximum swing while Enzo wasted time balancing back down so the piggies all lost motion during that time. That was the one thing. And then he had one other huge error where it was it said something to the effect of uh, the four people and he only had three up and he's like what do you mean this is it this is it and then it wasn't until he read it he's like oh the four and then put the fourth person in there yeah yeah so yeah that was definitely a big um error both those things for sure i i was curious and thinking like why enzo was doing the whole like balance beam back and forth and in my head i was like does he think like you can't, you can't like get fall off? Or it won't count. Yeah, like that's what I was thinking. Cause I'm like, at first I was like, wait, can you? Are you only like supposed to stay on the mountain? And then it's like, how do you jump off when he did it? And I'm like, okay, it's fine. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yep. So this leads us to a very interesting, like after competition presentation thing um there's no other way to describe it and by by what julie said that uh, enzo lost his cool and then he had to speak about it in the diary room and he said yeah in two seasons he's like that's the first time i like lost my cool in this house but he's like i I wasn't mad at them he's like i was mad at myself because i did so much to get to this point and it was my fault like I let myself down, I let my family down, I let everybody that was counting on me down. First, he can't do part one. Now, whatever, it's like part two's a joke because he like got like, uh, he had like, took him like 38 minutes to do it. And then he's like already mad and he's like, what'd it take him? Like 10, 15 minutes or something like that. And then it was like four minutes or something that he finished in and he's like... He's like mad again, like he walked down and he's like behind the stage. And it was interesting to see that camera angle because you get to see under the stage. And the only reason they showed that is because he was down there. That's not something they would normally show. Like that was real behind the scenes under the stage that they had set up. But yeah, no, he was going off. He's like, I said, I said, oh, 15 was bad. This guy got four. And he was like going off. He's like, do what you're going to do. Take each other. He's like, it's my fault. Taking 20 year olds. He's like, this is ridiculous. Get me out of this house. He was like real heated. And while it was understandable, like it made like a really, it was really a weird, like tense situation. 
Oh, no, for sure. Um, because you felt kind of bad for all parties involved. Yeah. You know, Enzo was like, shoot, man, like, embarrassed yeah. and like, what the heck? Like, I literally did the same thing that I did last time. Like, I'm, yeah. like, I got third. Like, what the heck am I doing here? Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> and then Nicole, um, is kind of like tearing up because she feels bad and she's like, well, shoot, like, that obviously doesn't, like, feel good. Um, and she can't do anything because it's on her hands at this point. And then Cody's just, like, I, I remember in his talking head diary room session, he's like, I feel really bad for Enzo, but, um, I can't, like, you know, because I can't, like, show how good I feel right now. Yeah. So, and they're just both, like, like, ooh, and they're just quiet, so... Yeah. What's interesting is he has to talk about it. He has to talk about it in the diary room. But then um, they w- went to commercial and they come back. And the first thing, even though he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to commit campaign. Obviously, you do cool down. You do get your head and you do have to a little. And the first thing they showed was him sitting kind of in the, the kitchen with Nicole, Nicole pitching to her that if she was to win, it would be the smart move to bring with him. And the main thing she points out is like, she's like, these two right here, Memphis and Cody, she's like, that would be huge for you. Like, that's two huge targets that you take out. Yeah, and he's not wrong. And that's just good. That's really good strategy on his part to like think through, to be like, oh, like this is good for you. So take me because of this and this and that. Um... Yeah, and then he also uh, games to Cody, obviously, a lot, being like, hey, like, I literally saved her for you. I did that for you. Yeah. Like, you know, you owe me, man. Like, I got your back. Come on now. Like, freaking help me out here. Like, I just screwed myself on, like, TV, making a fool of myself. Like, yeah. Right, right. So, on that note, it goes to the final competition, and that was the, obviously, the first two parts took place in the days leading up to the finale, but this one took place the night of the finale, uh, right before they were obviously going to do the final eviction, and then the vote for the winner, um, and it was hard to tell on Cliff Notes. He was under suspicion that this was the former have-not room that was transformed into a record room for this final competition. And this is definitely something they've done before. And this is something they've done before before finales, too. This is a competition they've done where they ask about the house gets. Although it does, it, 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 you know, it reminds me of final head of household type uh questions it was the final jackson holly matchup just last year except for they were in a tent and obviously it was camp themed and it was like camp diary so it was like jack and uh annalise and all these people and they were like dear diary this year at camp i did this 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 and you had to figure out what was a false thing so they did the same thing this time but interestingly where in the past they've actually used the actual people you got to see jack and then Elise, like i just said this time it was records and it was like uh, 
you got to help me remember some of these uh, these record titles. But it was like uh, Kevin Jury House Party was one of them. Yeah, it was great. So each person from the jury had their own record, and it was kind of themed around like something either in the house or just like their their vibe, kind of. Um, Danny's Danny's was really good. It was like, oh shoot. Um, it had something to do with folk folk music. Danny's folk. Yeah, yeah. Danny's like world of folklore or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, cause she, cause like the way she dresses, kind of like boho, in a way. Um, she kind of has that whole vibe going for her. So I think that's why that was leaning towards her. Um, and then Days was like Days Disco. Yeah. I believe. And um, David. Rookie Rock. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Um, Memphis so yeah. was like Memphis Nights, Memphis like country. Nights. Yeah. Yeah, that was really funny to see. He was like, had a, cow, had a fake cowboy hat and everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they had their own records, which is pretty cool. That'd be a, that'd be a really nice me- memento to have. Um, cause it looks, it looks fun and it's very unique, obviously. Um, so yeah, they, they each had their own records and then um each uh round is basically a question of you know the find the false answer and it's going to be one two or three and um how it went was it's between yeah um obviously cody and nicole and um nicole actually gets the first one wrong and from then on out, it's I'm actually very surprising and very um, admirable because I was like, oh my god, like these last two comps require a lot of brain power and a lot of studying that, you know, you can just tell like a regular person like watching, obviously, I don't freaking know any of these answers. Like they're in the house, they have time to study, they did their homework. Um, it's very impressive. They, after Nicole gets that one answer wrong, between her and Coach, do, do you want to no, say? No. Um, between her and Cody, Nicole only gets one wrong throughout the entire thing, and C- Cody gets every single answer right. He does amazing, and he totally ace the competition. Yeah, it was really incredible. The fact that he didn't miss one after Nicole missed that first one. So impressive. I remember playing along and I thought I did really good, but I still at least missed two. They both would have beat me. I missed two or three uh, that first time we watched. And what was crazy is watching it back a second time right before we recorded this, I didn't all these days later i didn't remember all the right answers like i was already like and what did i even answer the the last time i felt more confident in my answers the first time watching than i did on just this rewatch right now so uh that was one thing but yeah i mean i always love the themed stuff they do throughout the season obviously bb comics is a big one but anytime they do stuff like this with the records like we 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 named most of them one another one came to mind is the first one was like ian backdoor disco i think yeah there was that one so uh uh tyler was like smooth sounds yeah something like that christmas record yeah christmas uh we got david did we get everybody i think we did 
you because you got Davon, yeah. you got Danny. I think we got everybody. So, yeah. either way, um, yeah, really impressive, and it was the kind of performance that I just don't think you can see out of first-time players. Like, you can say you're going to study, you can say you're going to remember stuff, but, like, questions like that, you know, like, which of these three statements is false, you know? And, like, I, w- I was uh, HOH after Ian was HOH. Ian was never HOH, but I was just throwing out that as an example. Like, this happened before this, and you got to, is that even a thing? Like... Like, maybe that's as, it's as easy as that. Like, Ian never won head of household. That's your clue. That didn't happen, you know? Questions like that. But you really got to be on your toes. And it's, it's, it's kind of crazy that Nicole missed that first one, the Ian-themed record. And then, yeah, Cody didn't miss a step from there. So Yeah, it went really well. And honestly, I, um, you know, yeah, just watching it again, I was still like, these questions are very, you know, they make you think on your feet and they make you think back and it's like, okay, did that happen? No, not that one. Did that happen? Yes, that one. It's just, yeah. Exactly. So on that note, uh, Cody has to go downstairs and only has basically the equivalent of the commercial break to decide what he's going to do. But I'm sure he already did know what he was going to do. And it's obviously tough. These are two people that uh, were with him from the beginning that did mean a lot to him. And it makes it a really hard decision. You do want to be the one to make that decision as hard as it is because that means you are in control of your game. And you are making all the right moves. So as hard as it is, uh, he's going to have to evict somebody. Uh, The interesting things from the speeches was... uh, Uh, They were both pretty brief, and uh, Enzo did speak with confidence. I kept her for you was a big thing from his. And then, I don't know, Nicole's did seem more resigned, you know? Yeah, no, um, I... I thought I noticed this immediately when coming back from the commercial and seeing um, Nicole and Enzo sitting down and Cody on the side. I could tell that Nicole looked more nervous about it. And in my head, I was like, it's going to be Enzo and Cody at the end. I don't think he's going to take her as much as they talked about it, as much as, you know, close as they were and everything in the game. I think that Cody has made that decision. I yeah, and I, I, I was really surprised because it worked out in a way for the drama of the situation that we missed a good amount of the live feeds in the final week, which was it was a little sad because we went so long on the journey and to miss those final days. And we missed a lot of the, the last uh, cliff notes. We still got to go back and check those out because I am really curious to see what he says as far as the lead up to the finale and like when he knew what I'm sure he knew about the second part the Enzo Cody thing before we did on the finale I'm sure he talked about that in cliff notes so I'm sure that happened but yes uh the final two is Enzo and Cody and wow they actually made it all this way you know yeah um, so yeah, it's crazy. I mean, um, 
Cody did get choked up um, when making his speech a little bit. He knew what he was going to do, but it was still obviously super hard. Um, made it very kind of brief, which is probably, you know, better for that. Um, you know, choosing as soon as, as soon as he says, um, but like something to the effect of like, oh, but I've had that with him too. It's that it's talking about him as in reference to Enzo. And so that means he's talking to Nicole, which, you know, you can tell by the context clue that he's talking to Nicole as in you're leaving. Right, right. So, um, there's that as obviously a big clue. And then he says, you know, I'm sorry, Nicole, I have to evict you. Uh, she's kind of, she's obviously very shocked and sad, kind of, you know, a little heartbroken. Um, and, you know, kind of quickly makes her exit, doesn't hug either of them. Um, she says... Well, she didn't after the mask, but she did right away after he said the evict. I noticed that this time. What? That the, she did get hugs from she both of them both right them? away. Oh, okay, After yeah. he said, sorry to evict you. Yeah. There was hugs Oh, yeah, there. she goes to hug Then them. she went to get the mask. And then, then there she... was no more, yeah. like, interaction. Then no she hug. quickly leaves, yeah. Because yeah. she's probably in shock. Yeah. Yeah, so then she leaves. She goes to Ju- Julie. Um, they talk a little bit. Julie, like, can, like, comforts her a little bit. Um, asks her... You know, like, um, Nicole mumbles under her breath, like, oh, like, I kind of feel like an idiot, and, um, Julie questions her on that, and, you know, Nicole's kind of, like, reflecting on her entire game and being like, I can't believe I thought he was gonna take me, you know, a past winner and stuff like that, um, it, and she's obviously curious as to why Cody took Enzo over her, and, um, yeah, we're gonna talk about that too, but, yeah. Yep. So, you know, uh, it's it's crazy she even made it this far, honestly. Uh she did start winning late and maybe she thought she had a case, but I think her only chance would have been to evict Cody and even then I don't know if she still wins and then she even said in that scenario that if she would have done that and lost to Enzo, she would have felt even worse about evicting Cody then because of how mu- how much he helped her get to that point. So it just wasn't, it wouldn't have been even worth it at, at that point, you know? Yeah. So, and she thought she was getting to final two either way. So right. anyways, that was her whole thing. And then she sent in for as the final member of the jury uh cody and enzo make their final uh, pitches the big thing from this one was you know after all the the questions which are pretty those are pretty basic standard it's kind of weird that they say you get the chance to pick these questions but like going back to even i remember the first janelle in case or season, season six, these are similar questions. Why do you deserve it more than the person you're sitting next to? Yeah. It's pretty standard, yeah. you know? Also, I told you this earlier off off wax. Um, it felt very essay-like to me. Like the questions, like explain your reasons for why you're doing this and your gameplay and stuff like that and your strategy and like what did you do and things like that like explaining yourself so the jury knows what you did beyond what they saw 
Right, exactly. So, um, but like I said, the the highlight of this once again uh, is Enzo, which uh, I will say, you know, we've obviously talked about him all season as he's, uh, you know, remained in the game and, you know, he's had a couple head of households and all this and that. We've talked about him, but um, the the thing you can always count on with him is a real lively, uh, boisterous, conversative method. And when he started doing that, he got some, some laughs from people who were uh, enjoying it on the jury. But then uh, he had to point out, he's like, oh, they're laughing at me. They're laughing at me. Yeah, no, And I can definitely understand that from his perspective because he's like, as much as he might know that Cody is going to like sweep him or, you know, like Cody is probably obviously going to win over him he probably feels like oh like i'm trying to make my campaign here like as myself and they're not taking it seriously right right they're taking it as oh enzo's just being enzo enzo's like and he's like i thought he did a very good job of explaining himself because he made points that i would never remembered right and it's like things that you need to need to really take into consideration as great as cody did and he did amazing phenomenal one of the best players now of this game Let's be honest here. But yeah, I know Enzo deserves a ton of credit for his game this season. Yeah, for sure. And it's just tough because he kept saying the thing like, oh, yeah, I used him like a weapon. I used this guy as a, as a weapon. That's true and that's great and that is gameplay. But in the end, like, it's hard to reward the guy that says like ah i use this guy as a shield as a weapon this and that than the person who is actually doing the stuff you know it it just makes it just makes it you know really hard yeah yeah definitely and that was one of cody's strong points on his speech is the fact that you know he did get blood on his hands he had targets he made moves in the house through people and had plans and did different strategies and he had social game and won tons of comps and all of this and that and he yeah he did so much even when you think he wasn't yep so on that note uh they get to voting and some of the interesting things from that uh especially i caught this time was uh, it's funny how many alliances and what they were called and things that went under the radar. And this is one like I know did not get talked about a lot. I remember there's one time on Cliff Notes where Cliff was going over all the supposed alliances and it was just insane because of uh, you know it was still relatively early on. I think Janelle and Kaser were still around, but like the people that were like trying to make all these groups and this group and this group is called that and the fact that Enzo, Tyler and Cody were the triple threat like that really went under the radar to me like but he went up there and he was like one time and they they like all did like the timeout sign that's what that was yeah and that was triple threat he was signaling triple threat and they all did it they all did it. So it was like a thing, but it was like, man, it just goes to show how many 
like alliances and things there were so there was that and then like the the funniest thing too is because i called it and i was like you better do it when memphis was walking up i was like say something about the wise guys wise guys and then he's he said he's like he's like all right you bunch of wise guys yeah it was funny i'm glad you picked that up because i don't know if i would have realized that as much like i knew the wise guys thing but yeah the triple threat was definitely interesting and yeah i know it's definitely it must be cool to see you know because obviously you know as jury members like you're voting for these people to win and yeah sure it may not be you but it's someone that you did have an alliance with so you like were cool with them and to the point where you know it'd be nice if they won and they're up there yeah tyler in addition did say that he felt like uh that was one of the most worthy final twos of all time to him. So that was cool for him to say. Um, Christmas said something to the effect of that she's voting for this person, even if she doesn't agree with everything that he says. So, um, you know, we'll talk about, you know, more about that in a minute. Uh, uh, Nicole, that one, I was glad that after they showed lots of... They, they kept cutting to her while other people were talking to show how, like, frustrated and mad she was. They wanted to keep showing that. I was glad that she left a final impression, a final saying as far as the show con- is concerned. Her final words was, uh, I had a lot of fun in the house with you guys this past week. And, you know, cast her vote. So I was glad she left on a positive note instead of, like... You know, a neg- like the Christmas one was negative. Like, I'm voting for this person even though I don't agree with everything they said, you know? Yeah, I know. And that's that's good, especially considering, you know, it must be crazy what she's dealing with now outside of the house, everything that's happened to her. So, you know, and it's better to leave on a good note no matter what happened. Yeah. One thing we said while it was just replaying before we were recording was the fact when Danny stepped up, she said, uh, isn't this interesting? And it brought me to thinking that, like, man, she's like a person that's like, as far as Big Brother's concerned, she's always lived by like catchphrases. I know she had him in the first season she played, although I, you know, they're not coming to me now. I know she did. And then the second time she played, it was the awkward, which ended up like going to her other people that were close to her. The one, both. It was awkward and shocker. It was both. She she did both those things. And it like went over to the people. I think it was Kalia and then uh, Portia, who started out with being an ally of Rachel, and then later in the game was closer to Danny, and then like went against Rachel in the end. And that's how, how Rachel won. But like, I remember her even saying that, like, you know, shocker and everything like that. So, anyways, long winded point of saying that, like, it's interesting all these years later that Danny still, like, kind of rolls with these, like, catchphrases. Yeah, very much like you. Sure. <laughs> you guys definitely have that in common. Um, yeah, I know, but Danny definitely has a, a little bit of flair for the dramatics, no matter what age she is. Yes. And I think that's definitely good for the show. Yep. She is an old pro. <laughs> yeah. Zing, uh, tiger yeah, zing. Yeah, so, uh, 
That's what I was. <laughs> that's what that's what came to mind. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, and in the end, deservingly, uh, Cody gets the five votes he needs to win, and then in turn, we find out after the break, um, very cool, and it, as it should have been, uh, he gets all nine votes and becomes only the second player in regular Big Brother history to get a perfect vote. The only other person to get a perfect vote was uh, the celebrity Big Brother, the uh, Tamir Braxton. She got a perfect vote, too. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of Big Brother in total, um, there have been three players, Dan Giesling, um, her, and now Cody. Yeah, in which... They only they referred to it as only the second because they're counting just Big Brother. Had it even happened in Over the Top, I doubt that uh, they would count that even. Right. You know? But um, I can't remember. I think we may have recorded about this, but I wanted to real quick, real, real, real quick mention because we might have just talked about this off. Is that it's crazy that Tyler tried out for Over the Top and didn't make it. And then made it onto season 20, where he was able to meet the person so important to him in Angela. So it's crazy how, like, life works out that way and for the best. And to be on a season where he can make a splash. Because if he would have, no matter what he did on Over the Top, he wouldn't have been an all-star this time around. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, that's... What you could consider, you know, fate. Like, yeah, sure, he may have tried out before, but it's just it worked out so much better in the end because, yeah, now now he has a great girlfriend and he got to be on All-Stars again and, you know, have a great time. Yep, exactly. So, yep, uh, he did win unanimously and it was very deserved. I'm glad he got it. I remember when we were watching, I was hoping that uh, he did get that and I was really glad he did. So that was really cool. Um, the last thing to decide for the night was um, America's favorite player. I was able to get in on the voting once, and it was interesting how you were able to do it. You could vote 10 times a day, but it wasn't even like going in voting and then going back. It was like you could throw out all the votes at once to different players. So I threw like Kaser three votes. I threw Devon two, and then I spread out votes to other people, you know, Nicole and Nicole and Janelle and Bailey. And I think Danny. I think that was my, my bunch that I threw out votes to, but, uh, I thought Kaser could get it again, but, uh, it was great that Davon was the one. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy and so proud that she won it. Um, long time coming, honestly. Um, I was so glad that I was able to also vote for her. I um, did half and half for mine. I gave half of mine to uh, Devon and the other half to Kaser. I thought both of them were amazing this season, the reasons why they came specifically. Um, and I just really wanted them to uh, be recognized for, you know, being in the house and, you know, just being themselves. Um, 
so yeah it was great she had had like what over like one million yes yeah over a, a million votes and that's crazy to think about um just like the amount of times like people must have like you know put towards voting for her it's so heartwarming and so like happy to hear and see um yeah so it made me really happy i was obviously she was my top hope for person winning that and i'm so glad she did um she was she was super excited and you know started to cry a little bit and um it was great yep uh, the one moment I did want to mention, too, as we're winding down, uh, we got to put a wrap on this and a wrap on the season of Big Brother and BBQ. But uh, I wanted to mention when he was announced the winner, uh, normally they go right out the door onto the stage where Julie is. This time they had all the jury in the backyard set up on a stage in the backyard. It looked really great. It looked really cool. But uh, they had Cody and Enzo make their way outside. And as soon as they opened the door, I think they thought it, they knew it was different from past seasons. That's not the way you go out. So I don't think they were expecting it, but uh, the confetti did go off and it really stunned Cody. He was like, he ducked, he ducked big time because it was like, pop. It was like a blast of confetti, and it did go everywhere. It was it was really cool looking, but uh, and also they had uh, his family up on the monitor, and that was cool to see. And, and we got to see it only at kind of a weird angle where we saw down on the house guests, but we could see the screen with Cody's family on the right side. Yeah, that was really nice to see. Um, yeah, so. It was really cool to see, you know, Polly and um, his dad and Christy and everyone, you know, cheering and crying. And that must have been so great to, to watch and see. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, that put a wrap on the season and season 22. They did announce that they're coming back for season 23. You can sign up right now. They're taking uh, applications on the website. And I think it's going to be different from most years where you had to go somewhere in person. Last year, I think you can apply on CBS, I think it's slash casting or something like that. Either way, just go on the CBS website and you can, I'm sure you can find it under Big Brother. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it'll be an all new cast and look definitely looking forward to that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I may um, end up also trying to, you know, get well, on you, it. You so. definitely should. Yeah. <laughs> At least submit and, see, you know, see what happens, you know, see if they contact you. That'd be really cool, <laughs> to, you know. You can mention this. You can mention BBQ. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, try out, guys, and maybe we'll see each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be so cool. So, uh, I want to take just these last few minutes of the pod here just to talk about uh, the run in general. We did speak a few times on the run of the show about how uh, in 20 years I was aware of the show, but it was something I never really looked into. I knew about they did it all around the world, uh, Australia and Spain and Germany, uh, Australia, all these places have big brother games and i was aware of all this but yet at the same time i never really like fully understood how it worked and it wasn't until uh, we had the pandemic this year and the loss of sports and i was so used to having that competition in my life that 
you know, I went back to Amazing Race, and then when I realized, man, I, I watched all these, and I don't mind watching them again. I've, I've even gone back again since, since the new race, you know, was was we was leading up again, and I don't mind it. But uh, it did give you one of those recommendations if you like, if you like uh, Amazing Race, you know, check out Survivor, check out Big Brother, and I know Survivor. I definitely know how Survivor works, but I really didn't know anything about Big Brother, and I was like, well, let me let me look at it. And I was really worried at first. I was like, oh, this is just going to be just drama and stuff like that. But uh, it was the competitions that uh, I did really enjoy, and then I I fully understood the gaming nature of it, and I appreciated that more than anything about the show. It really wasn't just another real world show or anything like that where it was just you know the talk and the drama it was the competitions and you fought to save your life in the house so that's really what drew me in and that's what I liked the most about the show yeah yeah so those are definitely good points um a couple things for me at least um I think the thing that I like most about the game is the idea of strategy um no matter what type of personality you are you can have different strategies you can have the low-key kind of blend in for a while um winning you know as much as you can kind of on the down low you can be the big blow up um dramatic i want to target you and you and you or you can be like the sneaky da 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 there's there's like different strategies you can go about in this game and i really like that and it makes for you know favorite players and people that you don't like and stuff like that um so yeah i i really like that and um i think it's funny looking back on it now i remember the first time you showed me um, a couple months ago now, it was only months ago that we did this, um, when you first showed me it, you were like, I want you to check this out, we don't have to continue it if you don't want to, and I'm like, okay, let's try it, and then, I guess it just never stopped, (laughs) so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened, and that's what led us to the new season, um, I also mentioned this before, how we watched it in the weird way where we watched season 21, then 20. Then I think we, you know, I was aware of Rachel Riley from The Amazing Race. We went back and watched her season, which was Enzo's first season. And, you know, then you find find out about Jeff and Jordan, seeing them come back so many times. So we learned about the show in reverse. But uh, it was a lot of fun along the way, and I'm... I'm glad we did it, and I'm looking forward to seeing where the show goes from here. I also am curious to see how, uh, if we can find any more uh, Australian seasons or Canadian seasons. The Canada seasons are really good, the, the more recent uh, Canada seasons. So uh, we only have a couple minutes left, but uh, any final thoughts, final words you want to uh, impart? Um, yeah, in terms of the actual, just Big Brother in general, I highly recommend the Australia seasons. I found those really entertaining and fun. Um, it is differently structured than the U.S. Big Brother, but I think that's what's also cool about it. Um, every, uh, country kind of does it in their own way, which is cool and different, and I like that. Um, different personalities, too, obviously, different people. It's good. Um... And yeah, as for the season goes, as uh, quote-unquote predictable as it could have been, I think that nonetheless, Cody um, earned it, and you know, he's yep. one of the greats Honorable. now. Yep. You know? Legend. Um, in his late 20s, yep. I believe. So yeah, since he played as a 23-year-old, he's 
matured a hell of a lot, and he did a great job, he deserved it, um, yeah, and I had a lot of fun, honestly, I, I had a lot of fun doing this pod, I had a lot of fun watching all the live feeds, all the YouTube stuff we watched, um, just the show in general has been a lot of fun. Yep, so much fun, and thank you so much, everybody, for listening, um, we'll see you on Amazing Race. See you guys then. Thanks so much. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society.